Hello, my name is Chef Boyardee, and I make a ravioli for you today. Nice and hot. Sit down. Eat. Eat the ravioli. It's the same shape as an iPod. You can listen to the podcast from inside your intestines. No, I am not Chef Boyardee. Stupid way to start a podcast. I apologize. But we do have a chef on the show today. Uh, Dead Julius Childs will be dropping by with one of her fabulous uh, creations, one of her recipes, uh, and so much other stuff. Um, We're going to be talking about meat. Yeah, how do you like your meat cooked? Do they get it right or wrong? Um, You ever had a bug crawl across your body? Yeah, not fun. We're going to be talking about that unexpected treat. How about being on a speakerphone? Do you know how to do it? Is it weird? Do people get freaked out? We'll get into that. And uh, I got a little story for you where I think a lot of guys can relate to this one. Guys going shopping for clothes. Something weird always happens. Happened to me. I want you to check this story out. Also, we'll have some quick tips. And you deserve a trophy. Yep. I'm going to talk about you getting a trophy on the award-winning Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all this is Harlan Williams. I'm a human being, god damn it! Hey, it's me, Harlan Williams. Hope you're having a groovy time rocking and rolling here on the Harlan Highway with me, your host. You ever uh, do anything where you're on the uh, speakerphone? You know, you're talking to someone on the phone and uh, you decide to put it on speaker. And now instead of talking like this, suddenly you're talking like this. You're like the voice of God. And you're strutting around the room and you're doing yoga. You're doing stretching exercises. You're laying on your back. Staring at the roof, watching the ceiling fan go around. And the person on the other side, they always seem to know. Am I on speakerphone? What? Why am I on speakerphone? No, you're not on speakerphone. Are you paying attention? Yeah, I'm paying attention. Meanwhile, cut to you, like, changing a light bulb, putting together a birdhouse, reading Mad Magazine. I'm not sure you're paying attention. Why am I on speakerphone? And what is it with people They get all upset they're on speakerphone? Like, it's still them. It's still their voice. Take me off speakerphone. I don't like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want all these people at my house to hear what you have to say. You know, I'm, I'm having a big convention here. There's 300 people packed in my living room. We're all completely silent, waiting on your every word. Who's there? Who's listening to me on speakerphone? Oh, just 350 people. I mean, what are they thinking? You're just there alone? Maybe you, uh, you're tired of holding the phone to your ear. You don't like me anymore. You've got me on speakerphone. I remember the old days when you'd put the phone right to your mouth. Mm. Oh, remember those days and the other end was right on your ear? 
Yeah, well, those days are over. Now you're on speakerphone. Get it? You're on your way out, loser. What the hell? Yeah, it's kind of fun being on speakerphone. You pretend you're the almighty. You stand over your phone, hands on your hips, your chest all fluffed out. You're just talking to the room. What do you want to talk about? I'm not sure. I want to talk on speakerphone. Come on, let's talk. I could walk over here and still keep talking. I could feed my fish and still talk. I don't know you anymore. You've changed since speakerphone. All right, then let's not speak at all. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Get your God complex going. Put it on speakerphone, baby. And as manly and godlike as the speakerphone can make you feel, there's always uh, the opposite, right? For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. There's always the other side of the coin. There's always the yin to the yang. And here's something that can make you feel really small and stupid and unmanly. And this has happened to me many times. Guys, for the most part, are not great at shopping for clothes. Okay, and I I don't want to put everyone under the same umbrella, but I I would say most guys are not great at it. That. I don't know how often they do it. I don't know, uh, you know, how often they seek out new clothes. I know I'm not into it. And here's what makes me feel like a little girl. I'll go into like a jean store, like the Levi's store, the Lucky Brand, or the Banana Republic, or the Gap, or whatever. And I start walking around, and I'm kind of, they got jeans hanging on the walls, and they got shoes up on racks, and they got shirts and T-shirts and pants, and they're all stacked together, and it's a big place. And I start walking around, and I'm looking up, and I, you know, finally I catch an attendant, and I go, hey, that's a cool shirt, and I really like those jeans. Uh-huh. Do you have those in a uh, a 32, uh, 36? And they're like, um, sir, those are girl's jeans and a girl's shirt. You're in the ladies' section. Uh, um, uh, yeah, they're 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 for my uh, wife. She's in the uh, truck outside. She's in the. If you look in the parking lot, you'll see a Mack truck with uh, giant cedar logs on the back and giant redwood logs and then you'll see a real husky woman sitting in the cab and it's sir you screwed up didn't you yeah you thought you were in the men's section yeah you want to try them on anyways no i didn't think so why don't you bugger off to the men's section you pervert wow it is just brutal you know, it's not like there's a big sign up in these stores, you know, that they should have a big red line on the floor. Uh, one of those, uh, you ever see those movies where there's like a laser maze and the cat burglars have to bend and contort their bodies to sneak through the laser maze? Like some kind of giant warning or an air raid siren or something. You are stepping into the ladies section. Because I never know. They just, one bleeds into the other. I don't know my clothes. I don't know my designers. 
And then you kind of, sometimes you just kind of clue in by yourself. You're walking around, you're like, oh, look at those. Okay. Oh, that top's a little short. Look at the way that, that's like a midriff. That, that's, wait a minute. That, that A lot of these shirts are pink and purple, and those jeans look like they'd be for like a kid. They're so tight. And then you kind of start looking around, and you suddenly you notice there's some skirts hanging and some dresses, and you look around you, and you're you're surrounded by women, and there's no other guys around you, and the women are kind of looking at you suspiciously, and they're like, um, excuse me, perv, and you feel like a perv. You suddenly you're like, oh, I'm I'm not a cross dresser. No, I don't like to wear women's clothes. No, I'm. I, I'm, I'm I'm looking for men's jeans. I uh, this is a big mistake. Get out of our section, you pervert! God. So there you go, man. The yin and the yang. It's brutal. It's embarrassing. Maybe we need like a, a group therapy thing for men that have wandered into the women's area. <laughs> All right, guys. Tell me if you've done it. Please, somebody share with me that they've they've done the same thing. I'm not the only moron. And I've done it a number of times. So please don't let me think I'm alone out there. Call me, 888-500-2090. Let me know, gentlemen, if you've ever walked into the ladies' section and it took a while to clue in. Or ladies, vice versa. Maybe you walk, wandered around in the men's stuff for a while. Call me. 888-500-2090. Hey, Harlan. Love the show. Best podcast show on the net. I heard you were talking about the alarm clock, Bert, that you have that things down your fireplace. What do you think about getting one of those wind turbine, wind-powered electrical generators? All the neighbors will think you're trying to save the environment, but you set the thing up to where the fan blades won't allow the alarm clock bird to sit on the fireplace vent or it gets hit in its squawking little head. Thanks, Harlan. It's Levi from Denver. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you for the creative ideas to get rid of the bird that sings into my chimney at 5 in the morning. But you may have inspired an even better idea. How about I just get a rocket launcher and blow the thing up, and who cares what my neighbors think? God! Yeah, I was talking about this bird that sings in my chimney and wakes me up in the morning, and it drives me nuts, and thank you for coming up with ideas to destroy it. Suddenly I'm turning into Coyote and the Roadrunner here. And uh, how about that little shout-out at the beginning? Did you hear that one? Hey, Harlan. Love the show. Best podcast show on the net. Oh, man. See, I'll take that all day long. Thank you, Levi from Denver. What a nice compliment. I do appreciate that. Thank you so very much. And isn't it weird, isn't it ironic that I did a whole segment about, you know, buying jeans and going into the Levi store and all that, and I get a call from Levi. That's a sign. Maybe a Levi from Denver. Maybe that means I need to go buy my clothes in Denver. Maybe they have clearly defined gender areas for shopping for clothes. Uh, great voicemail. Thank you, buddy. And uh, remember, you can call in, too, and leave your message at 888 500 
or write me at harlandwilliams.com. And uh, I think we have a special guest coming in, right? Wait, she's here? She's here? Great. Okay, send her in. Wow, this is exciting. Uh, Excellent guest. I love having her here at the highway. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, she's an incredible uh, chef. She's a uh, unbelievable with food. She's a uh, she's an entrepreneur. She's a visionary. Uh, people know her the world over. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show with some of her brilliant uh, cooking ideas. So hopefully, a new recipe for us. Uh, everybody, uh, say hello. It's dead, Julia Childs. Hello, Julia. Hello, Harlan. How are you today? Well, I'm doing good. How are you? Well, I'm a little dirty. I've been underground for many years, you know. Well, hey, you you look okay. Well, if you can call maggots in my hair okay, Harlan. Well, what do you got for us today? Well, it's a wonderful dish, Harlan. You're going to love it. Okay, what is it? It's called a smack my bitch up sandwich. Oh, boy. How does that... Wait a minute, what? You heard me. It's the smack my bitch up sandwich. Well, I don't know if we want to use that terminology. Shut your gob hole. Let me tell you how to make it. I'm getting hungry. Well, okay, you are the chef. Thank you, and I don't have much time. I can smell my skin deteriorating. All right, how does it work? The smack my bitch up sandwich, you bring it up right after you've had a fight with your girlfriend, Harlan. Okay, we all know what that's like. You bet we do. So what you do, just as a fight's occurring with your girlfriend, yes, you get two slices of bread. Okay, you put one on one ear, on her ear, yes, and one on the other ear. What do you mean? So her mouth is right in the middle of the bread. Well, what do you, I don't know. And then you grab the nearest baseball bat and smack your bitch up, Harlan. Now, wait a minute. Just smack your bitch up. It's delicious. Now, come on, Juliet. Well, I better run. I can hear my grave hole calling. Wait a minute. You can't. Goodbye, Harlan. Enjoy your smack my bitch up sandwich. All right. Thank you, Julia. There she goes. Wow. She never stays long. I guess she doesn't. Look at those footprints going out the door. They're all muddy. Uh, that was Julia Childs, and I don't know that I recommend this. This sounds like violent towards women, but it, it was a smack my bitch up sandwich. <laughs> and uh, I guess what she said is if you're in the middle of a fight, guys, uh, you get two uh, slices of white bread, I guess, and stick one on one of your chick's ears and one on the other and Grab a baseball bat and smack your bitch. That's horrible. I, I don't recommend anybody making that sandwich, but I'm not the expert. It's not my recipe. It's dead Julia Childs, and uh, hopefully uh, we see Julia again. Thanks to Julia, and uh, what a treat. And speaking of cooking, how do you folks like your meat done? You know when you go to a restaurant or a you know a fancy burger joint and there's you go, and how would you like that prepared, sir? Medium well, well, pink in the middle, raw, or would you like us to go out and hammer a cow over the head with a sledgehammer? Oh, I'd like to uh, see you smash a cow in the head. Excellent. I'll be right back. 
Um, but here's the thing. You, you order your meat, your steak or your burger or whatever it is, even your pork or your lamb, and a lot of the time they never get it right. You know, you feel kind of special at the time they do it. They're like, how would you like your meat done, sir? Uh, I don't know, medium well, so just slightly pink in the middle? Yeah, exactly, perfect. And they go, excellent, we'll be right back. And then you feel good. You feel like, oh, wow, the chef's in the back. He's gonna, he's making this meat specially for me. And, wow, I mean, imagine the, the, the care and the attention he's going to put into my cut of meat because he's going to hover over it and, and make sure that it, it comes out exactly the way I like and then you get it, and it's never what you want, right? I mean, sometimes it is. I shouldn't say that. Sometimes you're surprised, and it's just perfect. And then other times, it's it's completely done through. They they played it safe, and there's no pink inside. Or they go the other way, where it's like some the cook's in a rush to go watch a baseball game or something, and there's some, like, some uh, char marks on your meat, and the inside is like, you know, it's so uh, undercooked that when you cut it, like a vein squirts in your eye. You got to take your tie off from your suit and put a tourniquet around your meat to cut off the blood flow. There we go. You're going to be okay. You're going to live. You're going to live. Right? And the real point of this uh, this discussion is it's not that the meat's not always right, but when it's not right, how many of you send it back? Don't most of you just eat it anyways? It's like, honey, that meat, it's it's pink. It's just, it's almost like, like the sun. It's like a sunset in Miami. It's so pink. And you're like, yeah, well, you know, it's... I did say I wanted it, you know, medium rare. Well, honey, yes, but that your your steak is crawling off your plate. Well, you know, everything needs a chance. I'll eat it anyways. Well, if you can catch it, it, it just slithered under the bathroom door in the men's room. Well, I'll go get it and, oh, right? A lot of us just go through with it. We're like, ah, oh, well, I, you know, because... Suddenly, what happens is that traditionally, when you're out on a date or you're with someone, you're you're usually eating with someone if you're at a fancy place. If you're at a Ruth Chris Steakhouse or Morton Steakhouse, you're usually with someone, right? And then it just becomes awkward. You're sitting there eating, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? I'm going to stop eating. Um, I'm going to send mine back to get recooked. But you keep eating yours. And then suddenly, it's weird, you send your steak back, and the person you're with is sitting there, it's like they're eating by themselves, and you're just sitting there staring at their delicious steak, you're like, how is it, is it good? Oh, sure looks good, I mean, no, no, keep eating, keep eating, I mean, that just looks delicious, look at the, oh, just such a tender piece, no, don't mind me, just go ahead, finish eating, no. I'm just talking to myself. You finish that delicious piece of meat up. Mine should be back in about 10 minutes. Just just when you're done, mine should be here. Mmm, God, it smells good, right? And it just throws your whole dinner out of whack. And the waiter's always like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it's like, yeah, my uh, girlfriend's uh, taking a cab home, but... 
This should be nice sitting here eating by myself. Thanks. <laughs> God. Timing and raw meat. Um, what's the world coming to? What is the world coming to? It just hits a raw nerve, doesn't it? How many of you have a trophy? Hmm. A trophy from a sporting event or uh, some kind of an award or a ceremony or a charity trophy or a trophy wife or a trophy husband. I don't know. I got a few hockey trophies sitting around in my office. I had an uncle who uh, had like 40 dozen golf trophies. It's always fun to have trophies, isn't it? These big kind of shiny testaments to your, uh, your ability at something, whether it be sports or intellect. Maybe you want a uh, trophy for a spelling bee or a poetry contest. I don't know. I think we should all win trophies. Like every 10 years, we should win a trophy. Congratulations, you made it to another decade. Oh, really? Yes, let's hear your speech. Uh, well, I didn't get hit by a car. I didn't overdose on drugs. I didn't shoot myself. I didn't get uh, mauled by hyenas. I didn't fall out of a plane. And uh, what else? I don't know, but you're here. Just shut up now. Yeah, but I'm not finished. It was 10 years worth of stuff. Yeah, we've heard enough. Come back in another 10. Here's your trophy. Go home. We got 9 million other people to go through. Oh, okay. But isn't it just an accomplishment to get through a day, a week, a month, a year, a decade? Some of us get through a century. Those are the real trophies, man. Because life can be hard. Life can be challenging. It can be confrontational. How nice would it be at the end of the year, right around Christmas time, when everyone's feeling good? Someone showed up at your door. Who is it? Yearly trophy service, sir. I'll be right there. Well, hello. Hello, sir. Here's your trophy. Congratulations on another year of putting up with all the BS in the world. You made it, sir. Congratulations. Oh, I'll just put it over here on my trophy shelf with all my other trophies. Yeah, I can also tell how old you are, too. Oh, my God. Wow. So congratulations to you. Trophies in the mail for getting through another day, another week, another year on this crazy planet Earth and surviving the Harlan Highway. Yeah, and speaking of surviving, have you ever survived this? A bug crawling all over your body? Ugh. You know what I'm talking about? You're going through your day. Maybe you've been out in the yard. Maybe you've been sunbathing. Maybe you're just driving your car. Maybe you're in the house. Maybe you're sitting on the couch watching TV. And all of a sudden, you feel something crawl across your back of your neck. All of a sudden, there's something crawling on your arm. Or wait, what's that behind my ear? Wait a minute, what? Or maybe you don't even see it. Maybe you're just sitting there watching your soap operas, eating your Cheetos. And out of the corner of your eye, on the edge of your shirt, on your collar, or on your sleeve, you see movement. And you're like, huh? Oh, what? What was that? And you look. And just as you look, 
some eight-legged creature goes over the crease. And you're like, was that something just on me? Did something just go behind the crease in the fabric of my shirt? Oh, my God. And then you look and you start looking around and you're like, oh, my. And you find something. Right? There's an ant or an inchworm or some kind of beetle, a ladybug, a tick. Oh, my God. You're, you're, you're being penetrated. You've been violated. And then, then you start thinking, wait a minute. How long has that been there? I've been up for four hours. I've been sitting on this couch for three hours. My contact with the outer world has been very limited. I woke up, did a tinkle, went and sat on my couch and watched the football game. How did a inchworm, a ladybug, and a spider get on me? And you just, then you're freaked out. You take your shirt off, you strip down, you take a silkwood shower. And then, then you, you're like, wait a minute. It's kind of like a, a bad date. You wake up from a bad date. You're blacked out. And you're like, where was this this thing? What, what regions of my body has this thing been in? Look how small it is. It's, what's that that just came out of my pant leg? Where were you, mister? Where, where have you been? Through my hair and my earlobe? Under my nose? Behind the back of my neck? In my underpants? You've got ants in your pants. Well, that's not all. I got a spider. I got a ladybug, a cockroach. And who knows what else? I think there's a wood tick in there. It is creepy, man. And then you can't get comfortable, right? You, you try to forget it. You brush the thing away or you kill it. And then you go, wait, what if, what if there's more? Ants always have friends. Ants always live in colonies. There's probably more on me. And then you can't sit still and you start lifting up the cushions on your couch. You look under your bed. You turn the lights on. You're rocking back and forth on your bed, wrapped in saran wrap. Nobody's going to get me. Nobody's going to touch me. Nobody's going to violate me. So uh, here's the key, man. Buy a beekeeper suit before you go to bed and put it on. Have a nice, long, (laughs) critter-free sleep. Hey, this is Harlan Williams with another friendly reminder. Have you always wanted to try hang gliding, but you can't afford it? The equipment's just too expensive, or the rental fee... Or the getting out to a giant cliff for you to jump off. Well, here's what you do. Go to your local clothing store. Pick up the biggest turtleneck sweater you can find. Extra, extra, extra large. Put it on. Climb up on your roof. Spread your arms and jump. With the extra fabric... You're guaranteed to glide for hours and hours, soaring in the sky in your black turtleneck sweater like some kind of flying squirrel. Yes, you will enjoy the stress-free, carefree sensation of flying. Just another friendly tip from me, Harlan Williams, here on the Harlan Highway. Okay, you know I'm joking, right?
Right, you know I'm joking. Like, I don't really want you to get and jump off your roof with a turtleneck sweater on. Right? Okay. You, you know I'm joking, right? Right? You know, I was just joking. Yeah, I was just joking, but God, have you ever heard people do that? Y- you're, you're joking, right? Instead of laughing because you made a joke or telling you to get lost because maybe you said something they don't like, that it's usually the girls. It's usually a girl voice. Okay, you're joking, right? Really? You can do that? You're, you're joking, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's more annoying than having a porcupine thrown at your area. Um, and even more annoying, this is probably annoying to you, um, the end of the show. Oh, God. You're joking, right? It's the end of the show. You're joking. It's not really the end of the show, right? No, I'm afraid it is. No, you're joking, right? All right, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm annoying myself. Good God. Now I want to jump off a roof without a turtleneck. You're joking, right? Oh, stop it. Um, all right. Well, let's get to our, uh, our announcements here as we uh, roll into the, uh, the exit ramp here on the Harlan Highway. Thank you for uh, being here. Had a wonderful show today. <laughs> At least I did. I, I hope you had a good one. I'm going to go make me a slap my bitch up sandwich and uh, go have a little lunch break. No, I'm not. Um, You're joking. Anyways, uh, if you want to see me live this weekend, tonight I will be in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, It's going to be over at the comic strip. In Edmonton, Alberta, you can go to thecomicstrip.ca to reserve your tickets. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully we will uh, see you there. Don't forget to check out harlowwilliams.com. Check out the uh, merch store for all your uh, little presents and treats. You can email me at harlowwilliams.com. You can call in and leave a voicemail if you have the cojones. 888-500-2090. That's 888-500-2090. And don't forget, yes, don't forget that uh, we have the new Facebook page up. It's called the Harland Highway Podcast. You can go on there and uh, share and explore and uh, have some fun. And uh, another reminder, my new movie is out. My new movie came out on uh, Tuesday. It's called Spooky Buddies. It's a Disney movie. First movie ever for me playing the bad guy. I play an evil warlock that takes over a town and steals everyone's souls. That's nothing new for me, right? Uh, So check that out on uh, Blu-ray, DVD. It's a, a DVD release movie only. Great family movie, great for the Halloween season coming up. And uh, I think you're going to get a kick out of it. It's a lot of fun. It's really cute. It's not for my half-baked fans, but it might be for my half-baked fans' kids. So there you go. Even stoners have kids. They don't know they have kids. Hey, man, who's that little guy wandering around over there? Um, That's our son, Daniel. 
Oh, right. <laughs> Can I get another hit? <gasps> um, so there you go. There's all the info, the important info you need. Uh, again, thanks for driving down the Harlan Highway with me. And I uh, hope you had a groovy time. Tell your friends, please. Maybe we'll see you in Edmonton. And that's all I got. I'm out of breath. <gasps> I can hardly breathe. And there's a giant cockroach crawling up my back. Um, so that's it. My friends, the Harland Highway Pavement Pounders, until we change it. That's all I got. Until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Man, this is Wanda Sykes. You're listening to Harland Highway. Yeah. What's up?